Hello and welcome to Lockdown Marlins, your daily Marlins podcast with me, Peter Pratt. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at Miami Marlins underscore UK. And secondly, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. These are daily five shows a week. Hit the subscribe button. Make sure you get them right to your device without even having to think about it. Guys, this is part two of the conversation with Bally Sports play-by-play stud Paul Severino. We're coming in hot about Max Meyer. We're also getting into this new look offense for 2022, plus tons of other tons of other talking points. No doubt. Sit back, relax, and enjoy part two with Paul Severino. Totally agree. Top dude. Um, the other thing, just on the the broadcast, that I think I don't know if this has always been the case, but there was definitely a steady flow of uh, in-game interviews, a lot of in-game interviews with the guys, specifically in the dugout, and um, a lot with the pitchers too, like you mentioned. Clearly, the guys who are on their off days, um, it makes sense. Like It's a logical conversation. And a lot of time with Sandy, with Pablo, with Trevor, those three guys, they're on a good kind of cycle. I'm sure there were others too, but those kind of really stood out. And particularly Sandy, because just how far Sandy's come, not just on the field, but like off the field, and the way he handles himself, in, in English, clearly as well, which isn't his first language. And he's just right. seemed to have really grown so much and feels he just looks so confident now in that spot. He's not bothered um, and just happily conversing with you and, and obviously Holly as well. Yeah, I, I go back to uh, to 2018 when he, you know, he made his debut and, and he was a highly touted prospect. Uh, I've mentioned this on air a million times. And I'll probably mention it a million more. So forgive me. But, um, you know, it was a little bit up and down on his first few starts and and every fifth day when he'd go out to pitch and, and, you know, maybe got knocked around a little bit or had one bad inning, um, you know, after the game, Donnie would say, you know, we, we just, we just need a little bit more fire. We need a little bit more conviction from this guy. And it was, you know, it was every fifth day we were hearing the same thing over and over again. And you'd see, you'd see glimpses of it at times. And then you'd see innings where things got away from him. And, and I always go back to a start in, um, early August in 2018, it was against the Mets. And there were the first two innings were, were just, just rough, you know, just walks and, and hits and runs and everything else. And, and he comes out for the third inning. Um, and it, it might have actually been in the middle of an inning. I'd have to go back and look to, to be precise. But I just remember there being like a moment. You know, it wasn't like, oh, you know, you could see it happening over four or five starts. No, it was like a moment where things just switched for him. And he just went on a tear and just shut it down the rest of that night and was great the rest of the way. And he's been a different guy ever since. And he's gotten so much better on the mound. He's gotten so much more confident in himself um, to, to perform, but he's also gotten confident in himself to be a leader. And that was one of the first things that Mel said to me yesterday. Um, you know, we were talking about Sandy for a few minutes. And that was one of the first things he said was, I, I'm, I'm amazed at his maturity and, and his confidence and, and his leadership capabilities. And, you know, it, obviously we're talking about relating to his contract and how well-deserved that was that he, that he got that. And um, it, it's, it's, it's amazing to watch because he's, he's got everything you'd want in uh, an ace in a, um, you know, maybe a face of a franchise type too, you know, he's a tall guy, good looking dude. He's, you know, uh, extremely skilled. He's got great leadership qualities. He's, he's got it all, man. He's, he's so much fun to watch and, um, and it's been fun and to, to watch him grow and, 
you know, I, there's there's still more in the tank. I you know, I said it. I had a sit down interview with uh, with GM Kim Ang yesterday, and I said it to her. I said, for me, he's a top ten pitcher in this league, in this game. Never mind the league. In, in this game, you know, he's shown that, and I think that. And there's some obviously some great pitchers in his own division for crying out loud. But um, they keep coming. But, <laughs> yeah, it, into the East. Exactly right. So. Um, but I, but I think he's there, man. And if, and if he's yeah. not there, he's got a chance to be there for the masses by the end of this season. Totally with you. Another guy I wanted to get your uh, take on just because he's been around for you know, a good few years. So you'd have spent some time with him, Brian Anderson, um, yeah. you know, last year, obviously missed a good chunk of the, the back end of the year with a shoulder injury. Um, it was not as even before the injury itself wasn't his best year or whatever, but did you have you kind of had a bit of time with BA get a read on you know how he's feeling right now? Obviously the hair's flowing, we know that. It's looking, <laughs> the hair. I mean, you know, maybe that's you know, that's probably not a conversation you guys are having. But no, I'm not jealous of that. Yeah, that's, that's, that's sure. the only thing we talk about is his hair. No, I uh, I, I think that um, I am going to guess that it, just like anybody who's had a bad year, whether it was statistically uh, not what they wanted it to be or or injury wise. That um, that they are they are thrilled when the season is over that they can put it behind them and start fresh and yeah. I think that that's probably where that's 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 where Andy's at right now and um, you know probably his I would think his role changes a little bit with this club whether it's defensive uh, role what position is he going to play infield or outfield or both or whatnot um, and maybe where he's at in the lineup and what's asked of him too I think you know for the most part this team is. Um, you know, not been built around the power or not had the power that they, that they look to have coming up this year with, um, you know, you figure a full season of Aguilar's got pop and, uh, and Garcia and Soler kind of in the middle, you know, Coop with the DH now, Coop should be in the lineup most days too, um, with Aguilar not having to swap one of those two guys out. So there's, there's definitely more power in the middle of the lineup where Andy, who certainly has power, right? I mean, he was close to a 25 home run season a few years ago. Um, but, you know, right now more that, that line drive gap to gap kind of guy. Um, and if, and if he's back to what he was in, in, in 18 and 19 um, and, you know, obviously parts of 20 as well, like we, we see how good of a hitter he can be. And if that role um, of, you know, maybe more complimentary piece as opposed to centerpiece of a lineup. I, I, I think he'll thrive there and, and it, it'll be, it'll be great to see if, if that comes to fruition because he's, he's fun to watch when he's hitting, he's fun to watch. With you. I'm, I'm really intrigued to see the way it goes this year. And I, I thought the same, I mentioned it on, on this podcast a few days ago, maybe a week ago, lose track of time, but the, the sense that maybe the pressure being off Brian Anderson, <laughs> you know, maybe, maybe a good thing. You know, bit more, bit more help in in the lineup around him, um, and he can just kind of it releases the pressure. If it looked like he was playing under pressure a little bit last year, um, was was my take on it. So, yeah, maybe maybe that will help for him for sure. Um, All right, then, guys, just pausing the conversation just for a few minutes to let you know this episode is brought to you by Built Bar. It's that time of the year. When I've given up on pretty much all the New Year's resolutions, it's almost the end of March. <laughs> but I'm sticking to my resolution to eat right, thanks to Built Bar. It almost feels like it's not really a resolution because I actually enjoy eating them. Have you tried those puffs? If you haven't, you're missing out on one of Built Bar's best tasting bars. 
Puffs are a fan favourite with some incredible flavours. Yummy, cinnamony churro, coconut marshmallow, banana cream pie. So, so good. These are going to be your new favourite. All built bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. Yes, Puffs included. 100% real chocolate. If you're liking what you're hearing, get yourselves over to built.com. Use promo code LOCKED15, that's LOCKED15, to get 15% off your order. Cool, so... Big year for BA. Let's see how it plays. The lineup's looking good. You know, from your perspective, listen, it, it could be bombs away here for this Marlins uh, lineup. <laughs> it, it looks a completely different lineup. So are you working on those home run calls? I know it's, uh, you know, it's something you know, that you perhaps don't, I don't know. Do you think much about it in terms, of, in terms of specifically calls? But, you know, it's more just the fact that there could be, it could be a really different kind of Marlins offense this year that I think could really get the juices flowing for us as fans, but equally for you in the booth. Yeah, no doubt about it. Listen, home runs are fun. There's a lot of them around the game nowadays. Um, and I'm, I'm hopeful that the Marlins can pick up some of what everybody else has picked up in years past. So, uh, so that'll be nice. I, people ask me that all the time about like a home run call. And I'm, I haven't put much thought into it only because they can all be so different. You know, you can have that low line drive home run that, 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 you know, is a, like a, a Stanton-esque laser beam that you know it's gone on a line, or you can have the one that just creeps over the wall, or you can have that, you know, majestic home run that Aguilar has hit a million of. Like, they just come in all shapes and sizes. So I, I kind of keep an open mind when it comes to that. Um, but, you know, like, and people ask about, like, the it's a Marlins win thing. And, it you know, it's a tired, stupid little call or whatever. And I, I guess it's picked up a little steam, which is, which is humbling, but, um, you know, that kind of came up only because, uh, I think I've told the story, maybe even I told you the story too, but like my, my first year, there was a, a double play that ended a game and the cadence of it. I it wasn't a lot of words. It was just like, you know, Rojas, Diaz, Aguilar, ball game. And, I, and we, you know, the Marlins win the game or whatever. And my producer got in my ear afterwards and he's like, Hey, just, uh, just a heads up that, um, the, the ball game was was Rich's call, and I didn't. I was like, okay, fair enough. I it just it, I didn't even think about it. So it's like from that moment on, I was like, all right, I need my muscle memory to be something else. <laughs> so I was just, I was like, let me just come up with something that's um, I'd like, I'd rather it be simple and tired than like cheesy and tired. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, oh, all he says is it's the Marlins win. It's a lot better than, you know, like, slam a lama ding dong. It's, a, you know, and the Marlins win the game. Like, that's just dumb, you know, like, but if it's, if it's just, it's, it's simple, there's a, a little lilt in there, like, whatever. I don't know. But, um, but yeah, in terms of the home run calls, like, I don't know. Again, ask me in a few years, maybe it's changed. But for right now, I just kind of keep an open mind and, uh, and, and let the, the home run do the talking. Based on what you've seen thus far in the offseason for the Marlins um, and how this lineup's shaking up, are you expecting more It's a Marlins wins this year? <laughs> Always. <laughs> Always hoping for more of those. Yeah, you know, I, listen, if you look at the Marlins in a vacuum, I think that they've gotten, they've definitely gotten better from the end of last year, right? The, the yeah. question would be is, is, and I think that they have, but how much better have they gotten from the beginning? of last year, right? When they still had Marte in center and they still had Duval out there and, and those guys had had fantastic first halves before, 
you know, ending up elsewhere. Um, and, and if, if nothing else, and I have already said, I, I think that they will be better than that, but if nothing else, they would break even in a sense that they you know, have two other outfielders, uh, that can hit that are brought back. But then you bring in a guy like Jacob Stallings, who's only going to help, uh, this pitching staff and the defense. And Joey Wendell is a versatile guy who's only going to help the defense. And he's been, uh, good in his career as well, too. So, you know, I, I think that, that, you know, they, they have gotten better. The pitchers are a year older. Um, I know that they've got more organizational depth as well to, to cover up some injuries or, uh, or, or what have you. So I think that they'll be in a better spot like that. So again, that's kind of the Marlins in a vacuum, but you, you, you can't just look at them and say, this is a, an X number win team because of who they're playing in that division. You know, obviously the Braves are the world champs and, um, you, they've, they've, if nothing else stayed as good, uh, but they've definitely gotten better. Um, obviously the Mets have loaded up and the Phillies have loaded up and, uh, you know, the nationals are maybe taking a step back to reload as well. So, um, yeah, I mean, they're going to have their hands full. Um, there's a lot of those super lineups going around. I heard someone uh, use that phrase yesterday. So I'll, I'll use that here. It was the great Joe Frisaro. He said super lineups. So there's a lot of those going around. Um, so it's going to be, it, it's going to be a test. There's no doubt about it. I don't, I don't think that the Marlins are, are going to roll out of bed and, and win 85 games. Um, they're, they're going to have to earn it. They're going to have to earn it uh, to get to that number. You know, it seemed like the Dodgers, the Dodgers could take a month and a half off and get it to 85 wins, but it, it's a little bit different for the Marlins. But, you know, for me, that's, that's fun. I think for the fans, that's fun too, because you, you, you don't always know what to expect every day. Um, you don't just walk in assuming they're going to win every day. You go in there assuming it's going to be a battle and a close game and a fun game and exciting finish and, you know, um, so that's, that's great. But listen, if they, if they win their first 10 games, nine to nothing, I'll be fine with that too. All right, then guys, we are pausing the action here and it is time for our first US ad with a British twist. And of course it has our guys over a bet online. It's that time of the year again, as college basketball's tournament is finally upon us from all the latest odds, contests and player props. BetOnline.net is the number one source for all your sports betting needs and info. BetOnline remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information needs, including live betting and your favorite Vegas casino games. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. BetOnline where the game starts. I'm all with you on that, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. What have you made of the uh, center field, the way the center field thing has evolved for the Marlins this offseason? It's one of the, you mentioned Starling Marte, clearly um, traded, made some bids, tried to get him back. He's gone to the Mets. The Mets just you know blew the Marlins out of there financially. And then the Marlins then, have, I guess, have been working some trade options. But right now, all, all fingers are pointed to Jesus Sanchez starting in center. Yeah. Probably not what he expected. I think he's embraced it. Yeah. Um, but I think it's going to be a real interesting ride with Jesus Sanchez out there in center. He's going to be learning the ropes, I think, a little bit. Yeah, it could be. You know, I mean, learning it at the big league level. I think he had played in the center field uh, in the minor leagues a few years back. So, you know, he knows at least where it's located. So that's that's a start. Beautiful. But um, that, 
but no, you know, I, I did, I did talk to some Marlins people yesterday and, and they were telling me about some metrics that show that he's got some of the, the, the best reaction time um, of anybody from last season. Um, and I, I forget the names that were listed that, that he listed off for me, but um, they were, you know, household names. And, and he, you know, he's even like, wait a second, which, which one of these doesn't fit? And it was Jesus Sanchez. Um, so I think that, that with that kind of an instinctual reaction time thing, he'll be okay. And my natural follow-up was that, um, all right, but how do you think, assuming that it's, you know, Solaire and Garcia that, that are on, on the sides of them, like, you know, these two linebackers are out there. Uh, these two veterans that are out there and, and this guy who's, you know, been in the big leagues for a year and change, he's the one calling the shots out there. How do, how do you think from a leadership perspective, it goes in terms of, you know, the center fielders, the captain out there and Hey, we're shifting over two steps and Hey, we're moving in. And, and he said, you know what, the, the way that the analytics work nowadays, like everybody kind of has their own card for yeah. how they play each individual opponent uh, hitter. So the left fielder knows, okay, this guy hits here. I've got to move there. This guy is there and I've got to move there. So it's a lot less quarterbacking out there for the center fielder than maybe it was five or 10 years ago. Um, so with that element kind of taken off his plate, maybe um, that can free him up to just go out there and catch a fly ball. Um, and again, it's something that he's done, albeit at a different level. Yeah, it's real easy. Um, that's why whenever I was shagging fly balls back when I was doing independent baseball broadcasts, I would shag fly balls in the early days uh, before anybody was in the ballpark. I'd get underneath it, I'd look up, and the thing would land 10 feet behind me. I'm like, I played baseball in high school. Why, why can't I figure this out? This is ridiculous. It was a high sky. That's what it was. It was a high sky that day. Yeah, I'll blame it on that. Maybe you're in the trough. I don't know. It could have been that. It's possible. <laughs> Visibility is tricky there for sure. The other thing that's very topical right now, and Marlin's Twitter was going wild for this, this Max Meyer. It wasn't Oof. a start. It was a, you know, but he, he followed Eliezer um, and went four innings, struck everyone out under the sun. Max just absolutely announced himself to, listen, I think the Marlins organization know what they've got with Max, but us as fans, we maybe haven't seen it to that degree. And all of a sudden, everyone was like, whoa, okay. Yeah. We're dealing with something here. He looks like a potential ace. What was your, I, I, I don't know if you were, you've seen any of the footage or anything, but what was your- I saw the like? video. Yeah, I wasn't there that day, but I saw the video of it. I mean, it's 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 nasty. You know, a guy that, that's, a, that's a, you know, what was he, a fourth round, a third, uh, not round, uh, third overall, fourth overall. I mean, he's, you know, one of those early picks. And yep. um, so he's got that pedigree and, you know, uh, listen, uh, it's not up to me to decide if he's going to be a starter or a reliever. I know that's kind of the, the chit chat around there. Um, but if he can show himself to be a weapon of some sort, yeah. the Marlins will, you know, deploy him. And if that's to, to begin, if that's out of the bullpen, then it's out of the bullpen. If that's as a starter, it's as a starter. Uh, you know, I obviously leave that for them to decide that's nobody does it better, right. Than, than the team does. So, but the bottom line is they, they definitely have something there. Um, but, you know, you, you, and, and listen, you just hope that things for him go smoother than they have for Sixto. Obviously, there was a, a lot of hype with that. So you, you always have to be careful. And um, 
and I'm, I, listen, I'm not saying that he's going to get hurt. I don't do mechanics. Like that's not my thing, but I'm just saying it, it, it all it's to me, it circles back to how valuable a guy like Sandy is yeah. a guy that you can basically tell, okay, here's 200 innings, go get them. So you, I do, I'm sure the fans do as well. You want Max Meyer, whenever he comes up to be a weapon, to be in, uh, impactful and, but also be impactful for the long term. You know, so um, however they they decide to to deploy him, great, let's do it. Um, it it just makes the the pitching staff, however he's used, more nasty. I love it because there's a lot of hitters in this division, it really is uh, in the league that they gotta that they gotta deal with. So the more weapons, the better. And uh, listen, whenever his major league debut uh, occurs, I'll be excited for it. All right then, guys, that is going to wrap us up for today's episode of Locked on Marlins. Thank you for joining me and join us again tomorrow. Part three, yes, part three of the conversation with Paul Severino will drop. I'm asking him for his hot takes, his NLE's predictions, and we also get into who will be joining him in the booth in 2022. In the meantime, stay safe and see you again tomorrow.